are we going? All right, we are going. All right. Uh, Timothy Lawson here, along with my colleague Jordan Small. Jordan, how are you? Doing great. How are you? I'm wonderful. I have just gotten home. Uh, I am still in my work clothes. Driver is next to me looking very disappointed that I'm not playing with him. Instead, I'm doing this podcast, but he will have to wait. Um, the The bus system. Here's something that I've learned, and I didn't learn this until I moved outside the belt. Like commuting life outside the beltway is just so different absolutely um, and e- even like i'm not far from the beltway right like it's, yeah. it's, it's it's even it's like a 10 minute walk for me to get to 495 but just the entire like buses just are less frequent they they're slower it seems it, it, it just seems like as soon as you cross that threshold of the beltway uh commuting life just gets harder um but you get it yeah for sure so the spirit have been doing some things, um, and let's let's just start with a before we go through the transactions that have that have occurred. Jordan, I just sort of want to get your feeling right now, like as a spirit fan. How do you feel right now? I mean, after what happened last season, it was kind of really easy to to get down and kind of be upset about everything, but. The past month and a half have been super exciting. I mean, how can you not be excited to have the number one draft pick, the number three draft pick? Uh, some great young talent has come in. Uh, I think not only is this a good plan for right now going into this, this season, but you have to think with the youth that's on this team that they're going to be good for, for some time now. And, and that's, I think, what's going to be most exciting about this yeah it's um you know i'm sure some people saw um i when i saw that uh that the spirit had traded up to the first position in the dispersal draft at like i laughed right like there was it was so amusing to see yet like jim gabara positioning the spirit yet again to uh, to to get the best player available, and um, I can't imagine the cognitive dissonance that he must be experiencing between already having too much talent to make decisions on and also wanting to acquire more. Um, but uh, lo and behold, the Spirit have a slew of talent on top, mind you, on top of the talent we came into the season with. Okay. Uh, including, you know, Washington staples such as, uh, you know, um, still, uh, still Johnson, uh, Tory Houston. Uh, it seems like we have forgotten about some of the, some of the, the, the play, f- like Maggie has almost been mentioned zero times through the off season. Only when, um, only when we got hatched did I see people, uh, mentioning, uh, Maggie's performance again. There was a lot of great performances from the spirit last season, uh, that uh, sort of haven't been mentioned since this uh, this wave of talent coming yeah. in. But uh, there's a lot of decisions to be made in the front office. I do not envy Jim Gabera having to make those decisions. Um, let's go back and forgive. Uh, re- <sighs> was the the trade, the, the Crystal Dunn trade was first, right? Yes. Yeah. That happened right before the draft. The draft. Yep. Yeah. Or no, no, it was Aubrey, no, right? No, it was, no, or, it was, or was um, that trade? It was the no, wait, Lindsay was... Agnew trade. 
the yeah, Agnew that trade. Was first. That's that right. one, and the then the Dunn trade came right after that. Man, I totally forgot about the <laughs> Agnew trade. That holy smokes! What did we get for Agnew uh, again? The, the the third pick. That's right. We got the third pick in the yep. draft. Um. Look, it's one of those like it was a bummer to see her go because I think we all knew that she had she had the potential to start and we knew that she uh, was talented, but I think just realistically she wasn't going to with the spirit. And um, so I think that it's one of those situations where it's sort of bittersweet because you know she's going on to a to an opportunity uh, where she'll get to um, uh, where she'll get to start. Um, do you have any any further thoughts on that other than? In that I sentiment. mean, I think this was good overall just because of what they got for it. I mean, you figure Lindsay Agnew is a player that they probably were going to have to deal at some point just because they had too many bodies and, and she was just kind of the low man on the totem pole. But the fact that they were able to move up to the third spot in the draft was a steal because, don't get me wrong, uh, I think Lindsay Agnew has great potential, but there w- I'm not really sure that moving up three spots to the third pick was really what um, she was valued for. So I think that the Spirit definitely got the better end of that trade. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, then the following, uh, not the following day, but the next, um, the next move that the Spirit made, and this was, I believe, the day or two before it w- no wait so the, so the 16th is when we traded agnew um and then later that day we did it was the same day wasn't it, it? very well could have been it all seemed like it happened yeah <laughs> yeah time. it is so yeah, looking at, look day. at the date stamps yep it happened the same day so a a trade that i think caught everybody by surprise mostly because we hadn't been talking about crystal dunn uh and what she would be doing this season at all yet um the spear trade trade away uh the rights to crystal dunn uh to the courage and get taylor smith and ashley hatch uh in return i think what we also gave uh we gave an international roster spot as well yeah. yeah taylor smith uh on the national team ashley hatch uh rookie of the year look crystal dunn's good but it almost and maybe it's because she hasn't we haven't seen her play in the nwsl for over a year but i feel like immediately it felt like the spirit got the better part of that trade yeah i mean we've talked about this on on the podcast before that the likelihood of crystal dunn coming back to play for the spirit was very slim and so the fact that they were able to get another outside back which they badly needed because that was a position that they really did not have a lot of depth in. And then you got the rookie of the year. So now you're going to have arguably the three best rookies of last season on your team this year. Um, as long as you don't have a sophomore slump from any of them, that's that's going to be a, a pretty good combo or trio right there. And the fact that Taylor Smith could in the very near future become um, an allocated player would be huge for the spirit. So again, a, another trade where you really weren't going to 
have that player around. So why not deal them to someone who could could use them a little bit better and get something that you badly need in return? Yeah, I think one thing that we I don't know maybe one thing I think as fans we are either unaware of or don't see is the part of the trade the, the part of the trade that your team is getting based on what it does situationally right and so when you look in this it, when a player for player you know, you can make the you can make a, a good case of how the spirit got the best of it but when you add in the fact that we were pretty sure that she wasn't going to play again for the spirits that makes this trade that much more valuable yep yeah um the, so that happens and then we roll into the draft already <laughs> What's crazy is this happens when we're we already know what's happening the next day or two days later, right? We right. already know that the Spirit are going to uh, pick Andy Sullivan with the number one pick. Uh, they now position themselves with the number three pick, and it was either who, uh, who McCaskill or Quinn. Yep. Um, and so it was sort of like coin flip. It was sort of like we would get the other side of whatever. Uh, who, who's who picked in front of us? Was it Boston or Boston. no? It was yep. it was Boston. Boston. Okay, that's yep. right. And, um, and so, so these two, these, this happens just before that. And man, it already is like, well, what are the spirit going to do decision wise? And we roll into the draft and the spirit tack on seven more players. Now, of course, you know, that was, we we knew that was going to be the case, but it still seemed really like at the end of it all. It still seemed like there was a lot. Um, it still it felt like felt like a lot. Um, and of course, I pulled up the wrong link to go down. Um, there we go. That's what I'm looking for. Uh, Andy Sullivan, round one, pick one. Rebecca Quinn, round one, pick three. Uh, Skyler, is it Debris or Debray? Debris. I think uh... got to be Debris. If it's not to br- look, her parents already did us a disservice spelling Skylar the way that it so is. It better be. That's um how people actually like were originally supposed to spell oh, really? Skylar. That's what well, I found found out from this. Uh, oh well, I stand corrected. Well, then I I'm sorry for for being so <laughs> simple and that I just want Skylar to be spelled Sky. <laughs> uh, Mallory Eubanks, round two, pick six. Brittany Basinger. Minger? Jer. Basinger. Basinger. Yeah. Round three, pick one. Maddie Huster. Round three, pick six. Rachel Moore, round four, pick one. Um, you know, uh, you know, those last three, um, you know, it's hard to think that they would find a spot on the Spirits roster. Uh, but there's plenty of reasons why you can make a case for the first four. Yeah. Um, being able to compete, right? And I, th- um, I think, the- yeah, go, yeah. I was say, where, where do you obviously, you know, Sullivan, Sullivan, and, and uh, you know, Coach Gabera mentioned that her character is just as valuable as her play in, in coming to the the clubhouse. But um, with the other ones, where do you where do you see the the spirit really getting some value out of these picks? Well, I mean, you look at Rebecca Quinn, and you figure that if she ends up staying. Uh, in the NWSL because there has been talks that she goes to play overseas. But if she stays, I think that's huge, especially because um, Skylar played – Skylar and Quinn played together um, both at center back for 
Duke last year, and they went on to the national championship game. So clearly they, they have the chemistry um, and are very good at what they do. Um, then you have a player like Brittany Basinger, who is has been around the program for a while, local product, very important to um, the Spirit Reserves and what they've been able to do over the past couple of years. And same thing with Maddie Huster. Those two have been kind of staples in in the reserves program. And I think one of the, the things that was really interesting that came out of the draft was Jim Gabara talking about how he wants to use the reserves program as almost like an opportunity to set up a homegrown system like they have in the MLS. And... They drafted, I think, four out of the seven played for yeah. the reserves. So that's, I mean, that's huge. You're having players that know your system, you know the players, um, and, and it's a lot easier to keep them around. If they don't make the full team, maybe they'll be on the reserves and have them around still just in case something goes goes wrong. And um, I think, there's some great talent in there, some very underrated talent, and gave them some depth at some positions that uh, they could definitely use depth at. Yeah, man, I'm just I'm just thinking about this roster some more. Um, <laughs> a couple of days later, I mean, how I mean, how many days later? Um, we find out the unfortunate news uh, that the Boston Breakers franchise uh, ceased operations. Um, yep, it's really it in. And it's sort of it's hard to even imagine that. And who knows? I don't know. Maybe maybe the league and owners are trying to save face. But you know, the, the Portland owner and I think I saw one other coach like uh, came out and said this is really unfortunate, especially when the future for the NWSL looks so bright. Mm-hmm. I mean, is it? Like, I mean, I mean, you have franchises yeah. collapsing and uh, a franchise collapsing. We had one that. Uh, I got shipped out of a city, um, you know, and, and moved. And, um, you know, that's that's a lot of displacement going on in the league. But apparently that apparently there's there's 2019 owner interest, um, which I guess could mean a tenth, uh, you know, franchise going out of 2019. Who knows what um, which market it'll be in. Um, and then and because of that. There's a dispersal draft. Spirit naturally draw the second position in that draft and make a trade. Uh, let's see here. What did, what did they trade again? I just had it pulled up, of course. Uh, they trade um, a conditional first-round pick in the 2019 college draft in the Spirit's natural selection in the second round of that same draft. Uh, and they essentially give up those two spots for uh, Rose Lavelle. Yep. Now, my knee at first I was like, oh, snap, like Jim's getting another one. Is your is Rose Lavelle in the condition that she's in? I don't want to say condition, like she's like a used car. Um and but you know, coming off of an injury, or she is she healed yet? Is she is she healthy Not yet? Or she's completely now. So is taking a risk on her to, I mean, cause look, let's say the spirit have a good year and let's say they miss the playoffs by a game, right? Let's say in that, in that scenario, or they squeak into the playoffs, lose the first round. They're still looking at a fourth or fifth, you know, uh, like a spot four through six in, uh, in the draft. 
Is Rose Lavelle worth that, you think? See, the, when this first came out, or the there was talks about this, um, was really hoping that, you know, the spirit would go and pick McCaskill. I, I thought that they needed forward depth more than they needed anything else. Um, they have midfielders galore. Uh, that's currently like 90% of the team or whatever. I mean, it's crazy uh, amount there. And I voiced my frustration on Twitter um, that this just didn't seem like the smartest move for uh, the spirit. With that being said, what they traded could potentially be uh, not the best if they if they were to get a higher draft pick, but um, according to a couple people I've talked to, there's the 2019 draft's not the deepest, um, so I don't know if that's necessarily like uh, the worst thing to be giving up draft pick wise. So I just hope that you know Rose Lavelle gets healthy here in preseason and comes out and, and beasts it up for the spirit because. Even though that they don't have to hold a roster spot for her, they were still going to have to pay the salary of these players. It wasn't going to count against the salary cap. However, how much extra money can can these teams be affording at this point? So the fact that Rose Lavelle is is a f- um, allocated player, I think, really helps in the end too. So I've. <laughs> taking a step back a little bit on this and, and hoping for the best because if if she gets healthy here soon, this has the potential to be a juggernaut of a team going forward. According to the Spirit roster online, here are all the players that are designated midfield. Rebecca Quinn, Rachel Moore, Rose Lavelle, Andy Sullivan, Maddie Huster, uh, Stefania Benini, uh, Morgan Prophet, Joanna Loman, uh, Tori Huster, uh, Ado, and uh, Maggie Doherty, Doherty Howard. If I if I'm counting right, that was about eleven. Um, now, granted, um, some of them have, you know, like Morgan Prophet also listed in defense. Benini also listed as a forward. Um, you know, so obviously we're aware that, you know, some of these players um, are flexible and, and where they can play. Even though she's not listed, we do know that uh, Tori's capable of playing center back. I, I don't know. I feel like this has to turn into, by the way, there's a, there's one more trade I totally forgot to uh, cover. Um I can't. I, I was like, "Well, time to move on to the roster." Never mind. There was one more trade, um, but it. I don't know. It feels like either there's going to be some really heartbreaking cuts that have to be made soon, or, or not soon, but you know, before the season starts, or Jim Gabeir is going to put a fire sale on and acquire even more talent um, through two for ones, three for two, three for ones with some trades in the future, something like that. Um, I don't. I don't know if I even have a follow up question to that. I just wanted. Oh, Havana Salon. I forgot to mention her. Um, 
so there's there's another so at least 12 i think i think there's at least 12 players on this roster that are designated Alyssa. Cl- oh no that's defense sorry uh i was like holy smokes they're just they're turning into midfielders as i read them um anyways bledsoe from orlando we shipped off uh shalina zadorsky uh we get bledsoe um, of course, I don't have that. Uh, the other details of that uh, pulled up, but those are the, those. Are, that's what's notable in that that trade. And a first round draft pick to Orlando. To Orlando. Okay. Yep. So here's so here is here's where I'm on board with all of this. Is we just got a whole bunch of young talent, right? Through uh, I think we have we have the first. We have the first and second round pick, our uh, top one and two pick from last uh, season on our roster now. We have uh, Sullivan uh, and Quinn, um, who are one and three this uh, this year. Uh, we managed to get Pew, of course, uh, last season. So much young talent. Is there a chance? I mean, I don't know much about college. You may be able to, maybe you can inform this. This is something we may need to talk to Jennifer about. Maybe the 2019 draft classes doesn't look good enough to bother with a first, to bother having a first round pick. So he's positioning himself to get the good young talent that's in the league now so he can start, he can, you know, start developing these players while other teams that are trying to build are looking at the next draft or two for theirs. For theirs. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, like I said, I've heard that it's not going to be the strongest draft class. So if they can acquire things to put them in a good position for the here and now, I think that's um, that's kind of where they're looking looking at going forward. Just because, I mean, if you can put together a strong roster for this season and you don't have to necessarily – look over this season they they could retain so many of these these young players that are on the roster that they might not have to rebuild really next year they could make a a trade or two and and be done you know like they're putting themselves in a good position for the long haul here where i think it's okay that you're you're giving up a few draft picks in a weaker draft class. Yeah, absolutely. Um, something a little off topic, but some I see here, I've written down my notes and I, I, the spirits tagline of we will <laughs> needs to go. They need, I don't know. I've only been around for a couple of years. I don't know how, I don't know how long they've been trying to use that. I'm pretty sure. No one embraces right it. <laughs> Like no one uses it. Yeah. Like it's in Jim Gabera's uh, profile. I see the Twitter, the, the the spirits Twitter account uses it. Look, we all use when I root, and that is in that is a more specific uh, or spirit family. I think is the yeah. one that we see most often used across. Uh, but I mean, if you want to use some sort of like motivational, like I think when I root's a good idea. But come on, Quinn, if you're listening. Let them know we we will's not working. It's it's time to move on to something else. How about hashtag We're about to mess up the season. And by mess up, I mean like we're we're about to uh, yeah we're about to about to stir up the season. Um, what else? Oh yeah, 
bold predictions. No, I don't have all five. I haven't. I haven't put as much thought as, or I haven't started putting uh, enough thought into to really start making these. And, I, and with so much that's probably going to happen with the roster, I don't want to start like making predictions and then a player gets shipped off and uh, yeah, I got to rethink about it. But I was reflecting on the last couple of years. The first, the first year went one for five. The only one I got right was saying the Crystal Dunn would not be the 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 lead goal scorer for the Spirit. And that was actually the one that people got the most angry about, and it was the only one that that, that came true. Uh, Last season, I made a number of them, and I listened to them again today, and I kind of rolled my eyes. Like and in, in hindsight, they seem so silly. Um, but but it looks like the one that I'm going to get right, Jordan. I'm, I'm still going to get one right, and that's um, after Joanna Loman got hurt. She got hurt so early in the season that the bold prediction that she was going to have a, a her career year, I felt like I got to replace it, and I replaced it with the prediction that, that Mallory Pugh will play for the Spirit um, the first week of the 2018 season. Um, I mean, I guess things can happen, but it, I feel confident that that's one, that one's going to come through. Um the goal of these bold predictions is to get two out of five, right? So it's a, the goal, I mean, are they bold if, if three are easy to get, right? right. So um, the, the goal is to make them sort of outlandish enough to where like getting two feels like 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 uh, maybe I know, know something. Um, and I, I feel, man, I feel a certain way about Mallory Pugh <laughs> this, uh, this season that um i feel i i can tell that i'm gonna go i'm gonna i think i might dip back into the double digit goal scoring uh prediction from two years ago uh and put and slap mallory pew's name on it this season uh because man she looks good watching her in the in the you know the national team and um thinking about all the the supporting cast that she has she looks good um what are what are some of your thoughts as um, and we'll, we'll finish off with this and I know that was sort of a there was anticlimactic well that's not a bold prediction uh, the point being that I'm starting to think about these things oh and I remember the, the, the I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna mention each a new one on the podcast uh, as we go along and then I'll do a video with all five of them um, and maybe maybe you and I can can yeah. sit down for a video um, and, and do some maybe you can throw in a bold prediction or two. Um, but just in closing, what do you, what are your thoughts as far as what's, what's the right word? There's so much talent. Like wh- who do you really see shining through? Does that make sense? Yeah. Like it's easy, you know, it, it's easy to say like, well, it's, it's star studded, you know, we got all this talent. Yeah. But at the end of the season, there's still going to be one or two players that really stood out. Um, like last season, Havana Salon, uh, MG, MG, MDH. Oh, that was tough. tough. Um, I wanted to say MGD from like, uh, uh, but that's that definitely not right. Um, am I making sense with with where I'm trying to go with this? Yeah. Like, yeah, so, yeah. So what what are your thoughts on that? Um, especially on that front line, like you know, Pew is an easy uh, is an easy one to pick. But where else do we think goals are going to come from? Maybe not just on the front line, but in general. Um. You know, I'm going to go with my bold prediction just right now because it's bold. (laughs) And I just came up with this right now. So I think that the leading scorer for this season will be one Franny Ordega. And that doesn't seem that bold. But then you look at all the young talent they just acquired for the front line. And it's going to be interesting. But that's what I'm going with. 
it's funny you say that because that I was like, should I should I make a top goal scorer prediction? And I was like, who would I pick? And I was like, uh, Pew doesn't seem like that bold. Maybe Franny. Um, I'm actually so I am going with the dark horse. I, I'm actually gonna I'm gonna volley back with with my with my thought on this. Um, I actually think that um, that Havana Salon. Okay. will be our our lead goal scorer i'm gonna roll i'm gonna go a little deeper into but i mean it's if you look at last year it doesn't seem that, that crazy um it only seems a little little less likely because of um you know of maybe how the spirit may game plan uh, with the new talent but um man it's either her or ashley yeah. hatch it's gonna be oh i don't know if there's too many t- people <laughs> i'm not yeah, I'm rolling with Salon. I'm rolling with Salon. Uh, yeah, I'm rolling. I, I've been thinking about it all off season. I, I know that it's a, um, it's it's difficult to to vote against that other people. But if it's if it's gonna be bold, I guess I gotta say it's uh, Havana Salon. Um, all right, Jordan, you and I will do this again either when news breaks or I don't know, maybe yeah, in a week. Sounds good. We start the. Um, maybe uh, maybe we can actually just start hypo- uh, doing hypotheticals on on. Um, on things that may happen um so whoa oh one yes. last thing i had a bunch of people uh at the draft on twitter other places where i've talked about the spirit trying to ask me like what do you know like asking me like what what what's happening i don't know yeah. anything <laughs> like yeah. we we are media we have access to we have access to the players we have access to the coaching staff um we're I am at least not in enough uh, for for anybody to give uh, us any insights, um, bef- you know, beforehand. Um, players don't tell me that they think they're being tra- <laughs> traded or anything. Like I don't, I don't get texts from Estelle or or anybody like, yo, this is what's going on. So um, we we don't know. We're just as surprised as everybody else. Um, I will say though, uh, prepare for heartbreak. Um, because there are a couple of players on this team that um, it's really it's not difficult to see a scenario in which they get traded or shipped off or cut um, be, uh, simply because one the roster's too big, two they're talented enough to go somewhere, and that they're valuable enough to another team that uh, that that Jim can get some value out of them. Um, names that come to mind uh, include Alyssa Kleiner. Um, um, I keep on tr- I keep on thinking Caprice, but I don't know. I, he likes Caprice. I don't. I don't think. I keep on thinking that she's a va- that she's a talent enough that that he's probably getting offers for her, I but maybe not. Um, I I think we'd all be heartbroken, but I think I don't know. There's there's enough question on that on the back line still that I think he there's no reason to um to make that bold of a trade yep, yet. So. All right. Well, I think that uh, that about wraps it up. Spearcoverage.com. At Spirit Coverage on Twitter. Check it out. Instagram as well. Check it out. That's right. Jordan, thank you so much for your time. We'll do this again. Yeah, sounds good.